0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to an early edition of The Art of NFT Business. I'm your co-host, Jonathan Goodman, with my co-host, Florian Velo. How are you doing, Florian? I'm good. It's a bit early since we changed a bit hours, so We <laughs> have a guest today. Uh, this is uh, Tudor. I hope that I've pronounced that correctly. He's with Lottie Knights, uh, we are going to be talking to Gwadi Knights in a second. Good morning, Flo. How are you? Also from Gwadi right. right. Knights. Very Nice good. to meet
1: you. Today. Absolutely. Um, this is of- obviously not financial advice. Um, we're not financial advisors, uh, and this interview does not constitute an endorsement. It's just pure, purely because of our interest in this project.
0: That's right. So uh, we are going to have a PO app uh, for this episode. Anybody who is watching can go on to their iPhones. Unfortunately, it's not available for uh, the other phones, but uh, you can go in to the POAP app, download that. And then the secret word for today is night, knights. K-N-I-G-H-T-S. And that will get you a POAP. It's a nice, cute, round NFT. For those of you who are in the NFT industry, POAPs are the proof of attendance protocol. And once you've proven that you've been here for this live stream, you will be able to then go on to the raffle website. To enter for an opportunity to win one of two NFTs, we are giving away two NFTs from the Gladi Nights um, uh, NFT project. Uh, that will be happening on the twenty-eighth of March, and we will give the we will choose the winner on April fourth. The show on April fourth. So uh, the website that you need to go to to get the raffle is poap.fun forward slash raffle, forward slash one, two, five, eight. And we will repeat that throughout the show. So uh, let's get this started. We've got Glotty Knights, which is a collection of 10,000 knights and warriors, entirely unique and randomly generated On the Ethereum blockchain, with over 200-plus hand-drawn traits inspired from the well-known legendary heroes and being led by GLOD knowledge, all knights and warriors are ready to protect the metaverse. Gloddy Knights means a unique story that keeps unfolding. Each individual knight or warrior can live a normal life or choose his own fights in the metaverse. But they will prosper only if they fight as an elite troop or live together as a community. We've got a lot of questions for you guys, and we're going to start it off. Florian is going to ask the first question.
1: Yeah, I have a question uh, for you guys. So, like, kind of like, tell us a bit, a little bit about the story of uh, Glod and, and and the Forgotten uh, Night Society. Like, where
2: is it coming from? Where did you get that idea? Our story on also on the Forgotten Nights, we wanted to integrate the. Um, uh knights, the uh, knights from the round table to say so we want to integrate all the knights from the planet that we can find and um, create our own story and um, modify it uh, based on real life uh, knights and warriors that were in in the past
1: yeah.
2: and uh, bring them up to life and in the metaverse because uh, I saw in the metaverse we need knights there we, we didn't see any knights there. I agree. And we need knights. We need knights and warriors there.
0: Absolutely, I think it's a great, it's a great concept. It's a great idea. Tell us about the utility for the project. The uh, Kraken. Uh, t- tell us about the Kraken. It's a wallet that's going to collect four percent from minting and fifty percent of the transaction royalties.
2: Yeah, we wanted to uh, do something uh, different with the floor swap- swiping. Um... Uh, techniques done so far and seen so far in the NFTs space, we wanted to do a wallet uh, that will um, help a bit the floor price after the launch. And uh, that wallet for start will be dedicated uh, only for uh, buying the floor and burning the NFTs. And after that, uh, it will become a community wallet, a wallet where uh, people from the community will choose what to uh, do with the money there Uh, we will have uh, we name it uh, kraken wallet because uh, we want to um, so after we release the kraken to say so uh, we want to do something special with the floor price and to see it grow up go up
0: okay and in and in doing that you're actually going to burn pieces nfts at the floor
2: is that right Yes, that's right. The total amount will drop. So there will not be uh, 10,000 anymore. The uh, total number will drop. And also in this case, the um, demand will grow.
0: That 24 hours before you decide to do a burn, you're going to allow the community to buy the floor, but at a two time the original price paid. So where, where, what number are we starting at when you guys launch? What, what's that
2: number? So the price for lunch will be 0.08. Okay. So, and, somebody, uh,
0: so somebody at the floor would have to buy it at 0.16 in order for you not to burn that one.
2: Yes, we thought of that in case uh, someone sells a rarer one and uh, uh, figures it out after he sells it or she sells it. And decides to buy it back and doesn't want to let doesn't want to let go go or burn a rare piece, a rare uh, NFT. Okay,
0: that's um that's a great way to definitely limit the supply and increase the value of the floor. That's a that's a good choice there. Um, tell tell us a little bit about the rewards. So, um, holding your NFT for more than twenty days, you will start to receive rewards. After the twenty days you will start receiving one glod token every day tell tell us about how that works
2: yes yeah, so our main utility is based on um, being uh, nft based on rewards with upgradable rarity so the um, uh, higher the rarity of your nft the more glod tokens you will receive glod tokens will be our community token uh, each NFT will get an amount of GLUT tokens based on the rarity of it and also based on the time it uh, of uh, holding, to say so. So if someone holds the NFT more than 20 days, it will start to receive one GLUT token per day.
0: Um, let me ask you about the marketplace. You're going to roll out the marketplace um, that's going to allow for upgraded armor and weapons and other things that I'm sure you're going to have like um, t-shirts and things like that available as well. How when's that rolling out and how is that rolling out?
2: So for starters, um, we are thinking in around um, our estimate will be in around three, four months from the launch. We will have the marketplace uh, launched uh, the first step of the marketplace to say so. Uh, I think we will release an article about the marketplace in one or two days from now with more uh, details, um, but it will be the details that I'll share today with you. Uh, our ma- On our marketplace, you'll be able to uh, buy weapons, buy new armors and buy um, different kind of chests, to say so, where you will receive prizes. And with those armors and those um, uh, items that you will receive, you'll have um, inventory where they will all be stored. And you will be able to choose which item you want to upgrade and on which NFT. Uh, all the um, items that I'm telling you will be bought with the GLOT token. And you will be able to upgrade your NFT and the rarity of your NFT. Um, on you'll choose that on our website and we will upgrade the um, new version of your nft but with the rarity of the uh, nft that is very important we will do an uh, internal rarity um, uh, we will we'll do an internal rarity um, calculation. Actually,
0: you're going to uh, use Rarity Sniper originally. You're going to use Rarity Tools as the original launch. But then as people upgrade, for instance, we work with Panda Dynasty. So they're going through this process of adding hammers and swords because there's going to be a fight. They're going to do a little play, you know, video game. Uh, So those things that you can buy in the marketplace with the GLOD would then increase the rarity. But that rarity will kind of be calculated in your own formula for the community, right?
2: Yes, that's right. And also the um, interesting part is if you upgrade your NFT, for example, there will, uh, for example, if you upgrade your sword, uh, there will be less swords that you uh, used that you had until now. And also the rarity of the um, uh, original sword holders will grow and also your rarity will grow. So we'll have an interesting um, method of um, calculating.
0: This is a release of 10,000, right? Yes. And uh, the team is gonna hold on to 50. 100 are going to be uh, for marketing, 150 are going to be for giveaways, which I'm assuming you're doing now for whitelisting. So in total, it's really going to be 9,700. I didn't see anything in terms of intellectual property rights. Uh, Is that something that you guys are considering? Because a lot of NFT projects give the property rights, the IP over to the individual holders. How are you going to handle that?
2: Yes, so um, I fin For I have on my background is that I finished law, and I uh, studied a bit this part about intellectual property on this side. Uh, we're also think uh, we're considering giving uh, the intellectual property to the holders, and uh, we the tricky part on our side with the um, uh, upgrading rarity will be that uh, we will need to have the permission of the. Um, Holder, when well, um, and uh, we will need to have their permission in order for us to upgrade and modify the NFT.
0: Ah, very interesting. Okay, good, good, good. good. And then in the in the royalties, it's going to be a six percent royalty with three percent going to the Kraken wallet and three percent back for the team. So that Kraken wallet is going to be a uh, is a community chest, I guess, right?
2: Yes, it will turn in a community wallet, yes. Right, and it good. is a community wallet.
0: Let's, uh, let's talk about the roadmap for a second. Florian, why don't, why don't you take over on the uh, roadmap there?
1: Yeah, so first question would be like, is the ro- roadmap set? Are you guys going to modify? Because as of now, what we can see on your website is that the first 25% would be like a submission to Rarity Tools and um, Rarity Sniper Listing. At 50%, 25 NFTs will be randomly airdrop to Glody Nights Holders. Uh, at 75%, um, there's a luxury trip to Dubai giveaway for two, which is a week for two, two people or the equivalent of twice like 10K in ETH. And 100%, there's a 100K equivalent in ETH uh, that will be added to the community wallet. And so first, like, is it like set and will you modify it? And how will the kind of project be monetized or funded?
0: Are you, are you going to use the sales from the NFT to fund the project? Or are there, is there separate funding right now for all of you? Uh,
2: both. Uh, so there is also separate funding from our part, but we will also use um, the money from the NFT. Uh, we'll have, um, I think there was around um, 200K that will be added to the community wallet. From the sales, uh, we uh, the roadmap will be the one that is, is there. We want to focus mostly on the roadmap after the meeting. That is uh, what we will do and what we want to achieve with our marketplace and with our um, uh, token. And with our, uh, we want to um, continue building on the marketplace. Uh, we have a lot of plans there. We want to do. Uh, So in the first step, we want to release the marketplace, in the second step, we want to um, also let uh, other artists contribute to our um, NFT and let also other artists uh, build on our NFT and build new uh, armors and weapons uh, that will be sold on our marketplace. the roadmap that you said, it will be the one, uh, the minting roadmap, to say so. And uh, every step of it will be done uh, like it is there. Uh, a question that we also were um, very mostly asked is why a trip to Dubai? Because why not New York or why one not another place? And um, the reason we chose Dubai is um, also Flo uh, goes there um, every year, I think and uh, found some beautiful places that can be uh, easily accessible from all around the world thought that we need to come, we need to come with something different because everyone is for the uh, minting roadmap is uh, giving teslas or rolex or something like that but you know we thought that maybe uh, in this time with with this whole situation with covid and whole, this whole uh, lockdown every on every country um, a small trip will would be well uh, for, for for i don't know for every for for everyone
0: can uh, be a I, good I price think, for everyone i always think it's great when you pair real life physical uh, events to or you know giveaways or contests to the, uh, to the NFT projects. I, I think it's a great idea. Once
1: once the mint the happens, um, everyone that owns an NFT will get access to a private group, right? Where uh, you will share like half thousand valuable information. Um, and, and finally, like the Kraken uh, is released. Uh, and then you said that you will buy a plot of land in the metaverse and start development. So have you picked
2: which metaverse you would buy that plot of land? We will we will decide on some plots uh, which we think are best but we will let the community vote the final one so if the community says yes we will buy it if they say no we will we will find other ones but we will give some suggestions to say so and the community will decide the issue is um
1: the GLA, the the GLA token is randomly distributed to uh night holders
2: um so the- if I can say a few words about GLOD Token, yeah, the Glot Token will be um will you will be able to uh, access the website with your wallet and see how much Glot Token you um, received so far, uh, depending on the rarity, depending on uh, randomness, depending on involvement in community, and so on. Uh, you will have a claim button on the site on the website, and you will be able to claim your Glot. Uh, tokens in your wallet whenever you want Uh, you until then it will be there it won't disappear it will be only accessible uh, per wallet so if you sell your NFT uh, you will still have the GLOT tokens and um, the whole uh, claiming process and everything that I said will be available in one month after the launch
0: So the total supply is 150 million GLOD tokens. There is 36.5 million reserved for rewards, 63.9 million GLOD tokens will be distributed yearly over a period of 10 years. And the rarer the NFT, the more GLOD tokens you have. So if you have one of the top 500 rarities, you're gonna get 10 GLOD tokens a day and then if you have just a basic rarity, which is in the 7,000 to 10,000 range, you're going to get one GLOD token a day. And then holders receive oh, holders that, that hold it for more than 20 days, that's when they get the GLOD token. And then randomly, you're going to have five GLOD tokens a day given to 100 random random. NFT holders. That, that, that's great. I mean, that really is, is a great way to run the token process. My question is, is, uh, is there liquidity behind the token?
2: No, there won't be. Uh, we, won't, we want it to be a community token only. Uh, we, you will not be able to buy it and you will not be able to sell it. We so, don't it want people...
0: so, so it will not be on any exchanges?
2: No, it won't be on any exchanges. So on the first, or at least on the first uh, term and medium term, it won't be on any exchanges and we don't consider it because we want it to be only a community token. And we don't want people to being a community token. We don't want people to be able to buy it and we want them to be able to receive it based on the rarity and based on the involvement in the community. Uh, right.
0: It's, it's basically you're setting up your own economics where the marketplace is purchasable, items are purchasable by the GLOD token. The GLOD token is received by the NFT and that is where the economics stop.
1: Yes. I think that's great. I think that's excellent. Will the token be burned and somehow?
2: Will, like, did the supply decrease over the years? Uh, the supply will decrease uh, from... Um people using it maybe, but we will not have other burn events or something like that if you are meaning on those, the supply will decrease once people start using it. And when um, when you upgrade maybe your um, NFT, maybe there will be a small GLOD token fee to upgrade. And uh, so that uh, we're thinking on burning that uh, that fee and so it will never be uh used again okay okay cool stage 5 is like so the 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 3d vx launches
1: and and you create like a 3d breeding system uh holders would will need to burn glow tokens Uh, and after 60 days the 3d character will be born and then we, when breeding, your NFT will be stacked for 15 days. You will not be able to sell it during that time. I have a question regarding breeding. Why, um, what's the idea behind it? Why would you like to incorporate breeding into this project?
2: Yeah. By breeding here, we're not referring on the classical breeding. Uh, we're referring here on um, receiving a 3D character to use in the metaverse. So uh, this 3D character for the metaverse uh, will be the breathing part. Wow. So by, um, by doing the typical or classical breeding uh, system, we will create a 3D character for the metaverse and you will be able to use the um, character in the metaverse.
0: So in other words, I have an NFT. When you guys go to the metaverse and you have uh, the 3D capabilities for the metaverse, which, which could happen tomorrow, but it's most likely going to take a couple of years, Right. Um I will be able to have acquired a certain number of glotty tokens that I can then trade in to change my NFT into a 3D virtual NFT. I'll still hold the NFT, but it will be, uh, it this will allow me to, uh, essentially, this is the cost of, of growing the three-dimensional version of this
2: character, right? Yeah. That is right. Yes, that's correct. That's well said. Thank you. You're planning on
1: creating a a comic book um, that will be given to all mint holders. Uh is it like a physical that the thing you, you'll be able to, to give to the community will be like a physical uh, actual comic book or will it be like more digital? And then who is creating it? Like are you guys creating it or are you like you using uh, a third party to 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 create that comic book?
2: Yes. So on the first question, the answer is both. We will also have a digital part and a physical part. The uh, digital part uh, we want to make it on, uh, as an NFT, the comic book. Uh, so you will be able to turn each page and have uh, all the pages there. Uh, we will give. Uh, we will have a free minting for the mint holders, um, and um, we will have a printed version. Uh, we know where to print it, we know uh, who can make it from our team uh, and also our um, artist uh, will help there and we'll have a big uh, involvement there. We know uh, how to deliver it, um, the printed version will both be integrated and you'll be able to order your uh, physical version at home, or wherever you are in, on, in the world. Okay. Uh,
1: yeah, that's really cool. And then, and then, so the last stage is you want to develop a, a DAO. Uh, with that futurely future utility of the project will be decided by project holders, right? So yes. At that stage, like, how far are you seeing this from the mint date? Is
2: it like few weeks, few months, few years? No, I think it will be a year, something like that, somewhere around the near for the. Uh, DAO to take place in the um, final form, to say so, because until then we can give the com- we want to give the community um, um very uh, high involvement in our decision making, but to for it to be a full DAO and um uh, to implement that I think we will need to uh, check all the steps that you said until then. Uh, including the metaverse development and all the stuff like that. And after that, we can, uh, successfully become a full, uh, fully functional DAO.
1: Okay. Okay. And, and, and also like, what, what's, that's my kind of like my last question. Like, what is your vision? Like how, how far are you seeing this going? It would be like a few years, five years, 10 years, even more.
2: More. Um, I, don't I so in my way of viewing it I don't see it stopping uh, or I don't see a stop for it because we want to build something sustainable here uh, we have uh, so the GLOD token for example it will be uh, given given away for 10 years that we mentioned in uh, uh, in our white paper but yeah. we we haven't fought over the, those 10 years what will happen. We will see there probably there on that point, the community will decide what will happen next. But we want to make it sustainable and we want it to last. We don't want to be a project that will last one year and after that it's over or something like that.
0: That's great. You guys, this has been an excellent interview. You know, one of the things that I really liked about your project is that you're all documented, right? So we have uh, Gabriel Tudor, right? So uh, you're the art director with Seven, and you also work for Seven Armies Music. Is that, did I get that right? Is that who I'm talking to now? No, that's Gabriel, our artist. Oh, okay. That's the artist, and he'll also be working yes. on the uh, the comic book and everything like that. Yes. Uh Cloud uh, is the Claudio. technical lead. That's your that's your uh your your coder, your developer guy, right? Yeah. Florian, you're flow, so you're the real estate investor. And I should also mention that all of you are in um, uh, this is Romania. This project is created. All of you are in Romania, correct? Yep, uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I- uh, we have Karina, which is e-commerce, and then Tudor, you're the owner of Dr. Green, uh, oh, which yes. is you guys you have like uh, how many you have multiple locations. You're like a kind of homeopathic uh, you run a homeopathic store. Tell me a little bit about that just yes. so we can understand your background.
2: Yes, it's uh, there are bio and natural shops. Uh, they are around the country uh, from northwest, northwest and northeast of the country mostly. Uh, there are bio, uh, products like, uh, food supplements, uh, cereals, um, cosmetics, everything, you name it. That's great. Um, How did you guys,
0: how did you guys all come together? How do you guys all know each other?
2: Yeah, well, we know, I know Flo from, for a while back, we are good friends, uh, I, so how, let me say a few words, how we started all and how we came up with the idea. Um, We know each other for a few times, a few years back. Um, I started in um, uh, crypto uh, and after that I found NFTs and fell in love with them. I found them around eight months ago, something like that. and. we wanted to do something different in the space we wanted we came up with the idea that uh, we didn't saw any project um, have it and uh, we didn't saw any project um, delivering um, this we also got into a lot of projects that promised a lot of things and underdelivered, and uh, so we want to well, we all, we only made promises that we can over deliver on them. And um, I think that's how we mostly got the idea. I know also you asked at start about Glod token, how we came about that. Uh, we um, give a little spoiler to say so we have in Romania um, a well known. Um, I don't know how to call it in English, but uh, to say a glod uh, that uh, um, it's said to have uh, healing and powerful um, um, properties. So, in regarding to that and the traditional uh, glod, to say it in Romanian, uh, we came out with the glod token and glod knowledge and everything behind it.
0: It's an interesting word that you you know you don't. The great thing is, from the search engine optimization side, you know, if you if you type in the word "glad," it's just you guys. So you're you you've made a, a good choice <laughs> of words.
2: There. Yeah, yeah, but it's also it's also nice to to say "glad." You know, it it, it sounds good. It sounds good.
0: Right, right. Uh, it sounds like gold. Glad, gold. It does. It does sound <laughs> yeah. a little like Something that. Yeah. Like- so again, uh, we just want to remind everybody that so the white list is twenty six is the 26th and then the uh, public launch is on the 27th. So how many people are on that whitelist?
2: So our whitelist will be uh, closed on um, around uh, uh, 1,500 whitelist we're thinking now.
0: Okay, and people, how can they get on that whitelist? Do they go to your Discord?
2: Yes, if they join the Discord, Um, for now uh, if we will have we have some uh, we have an invite contest we will have we have for now the typical uh, the typical way by uh, being active in the discord and um, having a number of invites or also uh, being a server booster on our um, discord you can join the whitelist but also uh, in the next few days uh, we will make some changes on that so, if, uh, if you are, you can get in the whitelist this way.
0: Okay, that's excellent. So, there's uh, definitely opportunity. Plus, you guys are having giveaways. If they follow you on Twitter, you're going to have giveaway contests and all of that, right? And of course, just yes. to remind everybody, we are going to give away two NFTs from the project. Uh, go ahead and grab your POAP for this uh, episode. And then go to poap.fun forward slash raffle forward slash one two five eight. So, what happens is you get your Poap, you go to the raffle. They see that the POAP is in your wallet that qualifies you for the raffle. You hit enter the raffle and that's how, and then we will choose a winner on April 4th uh, during that show. So guys, this has been really great. I really appreciate you coming on. I hope you have a successful launch and you sell out. Uh, we are in a little bit of a down market, but I think that with enough marketing, you will be able to sell this thing out pretty quickly. I love the concept. I love what you're doing. With the Lod tokens i think you guys are amazing thank you so much for being on the show thank you
1: guys thank, thank you so much having us thank you time.
0: all right well that was a lot of fun florian
1: yeah it's it's a good project i think you 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 mentioned it to me i kind of like wanted to go in blind um, to kind of like discover a little bit more about the project and and i like what they're doing i think they're trying to do their things the right way um, a lot of good informations that I have learned, even though you read the white paper and I kind of like went through it a little bit, so I, I could be a bit prepared. But I think I've learned valuable information for for this project that he's minting on on, on March twenty seventh, twenty uh, sixth for the whitelist and twenty seventh for public.
0: Yeah, I, I, you know, I think you know we the industry is so interesting, right? Uh, you know, we got in at a time when we really got in like. I kind of see it almost as a race, like when did you get in, right? And we got in like right before the hype, right? People had just sold. We got aware of it. We created our wallets. We started to buy NFTs. I remember all the first kind of NFTs that I bought were little dinky things for like, you know, pennies on the dollar and there was no gas. And then it kind of ramped up to this mania like that we see back in the dot-coms, this mania of, oh my gosh, I need an NFT. And then everything, all these NFT projects were coming out and all of these NFT projects were selling out very quickly. Now we've had a little bit of a down market. And so we wind up with, you know, projects that really have to prove themselves, right? There have yeah. been a couple of rug pulls. There have been a couple of, you know, superstars that have endorsed things that then have taken back their endorsements. You know, There's been a lot of challenges in the industry. What's interesting is, you know, having been in the dot coms, this is such a repeat, but it's happening on such it's like a roller coaster speed, right? The fact that we we yesterday celebrated the first year anniversary of really the of people selling his uh, his NFT collection, which then ramped up the NFT market. We're now kind of seeing another trend of more sophisticated, more thought, thought out projects, right? I personally liked that these guys weren't promising the moon in the roadmap right? They had these different stages. They understand that these stages are going to take a while. You know, all of these, what happened was all these projects came in and everybody started buying it. And everybody was like, hey, you promised us a video game. Where's the video game? Well, video games take years to produce, right? So I like the fact that these guys are realistic. They know that this is a project that's going to have a long-term impact. That's what we love about Panda Dynasty, right? So those guys also, right? They're really not promising the moon. They're saying, hey, as we grow, there's going to be benefits to you and we're going to try to get all this stuff done. So I really I really think that it was great. Hey, let's continue with our show. Uh, We've got to talk about the news. Um, So Russian oligarch Roman Abramovich, who owns the Chelsea club, has had all of his assets, including the club, frozen. What's interesting here is, you know, from from the soccer side, you know, the impact on this is not just on him, but it's on the entire club itself. So Chelsea now has to operate under special license. The season ticket holders can attend games, but fans can't buy, buy new tickets. So if you don't have a season ticket... You're not coming to the games this season. The transfer ban is now in place. They can't negotiate any new contracts. There is no merchandise sale. The merchandise store is closed at the Chelsea Arena. Uh, Three partners have already suspended partnerships. Team trips outside of the UK are extremely difficult. And Abramovich has already said that he's willing to sell the club for and the profits will go to the Ukrainian victims of the war but any sale must go through the UK government for approval further complicating the sale this is a this is a real you know what are you what are you thinking about this because this is just so impactful on the, on the entire soccer stage around the world
1: it it is tricky and it's it's really sad what's going on in Ukraine um, and and what's going to happen to this club. They, are they going to be able to pay their employees, players and, and people in the front office because the, the the owner was putting a lot of money into this team to be successful. And now that he decided to step down on his own uh, because of all the allegation against him, um, we can start thinking now, like, are they gonna be able to survive this if if the club doesn't sell? Um, so it, it's really a difficult, sure, really difficult situation for for the people in charge in the club, uh, for the players, for the fans. Uh so it, it's something to moderate over the next few weeks and few months as as that war goes is going on in Ukraine. Um yeah, uh, it's not the news you wanted to start the year. Uh, so it's it's yeah. I hope I hope it's going to get resolved somehow in a good way.
0: Yeah, we should really say that Abramovich uh, has put in one point five billion dollars into the Chelsea club over the last ten years. That's that's quite an incredible amount of money. And whoever's going to now buy this club. You know, to keep Chelsea in the top tier like that, it's going to be a very big challenge for them. And it has to be negotiated with the U.K. government. You know, look, I mean, I'm not I'm not a fan of Abramovich. I don't take a stance on anything. I do commend him, though, for at the very, very start, as soon as that war started, he said he was stepping down from the board and he said that he was putting the club up for sale. What happened was the restrictions came in faster than he was able, or or Chelsea was able to find a buyer. And that is going to cause a lot of problems for Chelsea this year. I feel bad for the Chelsea fans because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they just want to watch a good game and, you know, not have all this drama surrounding it. But now we do have another, Chelsea is also in the news Because a month ago, the NFT project Ape Kids Football Club, which is basically a derivative of the Bored Ape Yacht Club, launched with 6,626 NFTs. And the project value has dropped by 90%, going from $656 per NFT down to $65. The drop is due to the endorsement removal of former Chelsea player Tammy Abraham and Ashley Cole. There were no other details provided. We're not sure if this is a disagreement between uh, the NFT project originators and the Chelsea uh, stars. Or if there's something going on behind the scenes. But again, we feel bad for anybody who aped into the Ape Kids Football Club because now that value has completely dropped in value. Larva Labs acquisition. I just want to mention that Yuga Labs has previously created the Bored Ape Yacht Club and the Mutant Ape Yacht Club. NFTs And on Friday, March 11th, Yuga Labs announced that they had acquired CryptoPunks and MeBits by Larva Labs. By acquiring CryptoPunks and MeBits IP, Yuga Labs now owns the brands, copyrights in the art, all IP rights for both collections, as well as 423 CryptoPunks and 1,711 MeBits. Along with the acquisition announcement, Yuga Labs also declared that they will be giving CryptoPunks and MiBits holders full commercial rights. So it kind of sounds like they, they're doing it both ways, right? But it's actually not. What they're basically saying is that the overall IP rights, the individual NFT rights will go back to the holders, but they have the overall IP rights for CryptoPunks and MeBits. They'll be able to do whatever they want on a larger scale. And according to the crypto analytics firm, Nansen, all of the NFT projects have seen jumps in floor price over the past several days. Mebits have seen the biggest spike with a floor price jump around thirty to forty percent. Despite this, there are still mixed reviews from Punk and Mebits holders. Some expressing excitement and others expressing disappointment. That is the NFT news.
1: I I, I didn't know like what was going on with um, me. I didn't know the the project Mebits first, and and what's going on with with uh, how do you say it?
0: You you. Uh, Yuga labs,
1: Yuga labs. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. I, you know, but this is going to be the first of many acquisitions and mergers that we're going to see, uh, coming into the NFT space, especially with a down market like what we have right now. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's been, I don't know what's been going on. It's been a strange
1: market, as you said. Uh, and, and, um, uh, Gary v. Met, like said it last year. I think early, like later last year, would be like a lot of project. Ninety five to ninety eight percent of project will go to zero. You you've mentioned the one with the Chelsea, the 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 like former Chelsea players. It doesn't mean that because you're a celebrity or because you have a good following base on social media that your project is going to be successful. Um, you we've talked last week about some some other project from NBA players. Um other artists that kind of like rock pulled their uh, community because they did not know how much work was needed to get put into this project to follow up with it. Um, So it's still a tricky landscape. I think a lot of people are thinking, Oh, it's a quick, uh, quick box. Uh, I can make good money real quick. And then without doing much, but when they realize how much work that needs to be done uh, it's, it's a whole lot of work.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, I think, again, you know, putting your name to a project uh, means that you really have to do your due diligence in knowing what project you're going to connect yourself with. There are, you know, it's very easy for somebody to explain to an athlete or an actor or somebody influential, hey, put your name associated with this and you'll make X amount of money. Um, you know, that only works if the project is real and has some value behind it. Uh, you know, it, it's, a, it's a tricky situation, right? And, and I think what we're seeing is a lot of these influencers are kind of putting the brakes on and, and really kind of looking at what projects they want to be involved with.
1: So the next segment is, uh, what's in your wallet? Yes. Uh, And last week, you mentioned to me a project that was minting for free, which is really unusual in this time. Um, But if you look at some of the bigger projects that started really early, they were pretty much sold for free, like for really nothing. And this project is called Wabi Punks. And you told me to get into it. And at the time, last week, it was about, I think... So the, the, the project is... Supply of 9,077 mm-hmm. uh, Wabbing Pongs that are like pixel art. At the time last week, it was about 2,700 minted. Yep. Now, right now, as we speak, it's 9,050 or something. There's like probably 20
0: left, 15, Ooh. 20 left. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, really? Wait, wait, wait. I, have to, wait. I have to interject something because I just bought another eight this morning. And when I bought it this morning, it was 8,020. So you're saying that within the last couple of hours, the last two hours, it has just catapulted the last thousand uh, NFTs. Uh, I think so. As we speak, like
1: I'm on the uh, I'm on the OpenSea page right now, and last time I checked, it was nine thousand forty six right now, as we speak.
0: Oh my goodness! We should end this program and just grab the rest of them.
1: <laughs> well, it, it, it's funny how. There's only like uh, a little bit more or less than 1,200 holders, but it went quick from a week ago. Um, it seems that, okay, well, when you go on the page right now, it seems that the mint has disappeared. The mint button has disappeared. Oh. So it seems that it's sold out.
0: Oh, so it's sold out. So we're <laughs> we have to celebrate it's sold out. That's incredible. This morning, now I have to ask you, how many did you grab?
1: I got twenty. That's awesome. That's awesome. I got twenty, and I think there's like some of them that I'll keep because I really like them. I don't, unfortunately, I didn't have the. I was not the lucky winner of one of the rarest ones that uh that are like uh in motions. Um, yeah. But there's a bunch of them that are really cool that I really like. Um. So let's see what they're gonna do with it because there's no roadmap. There's nothing yet. Um. So. We'll, we'll see. I think it's it's a fun project to get into it because you it's no cause beside gas. Yeah. So the art is pretty cool. The idea behind it is pretty cool. Um, and the fact that it's sold out is just like it's in, in, in a week or so, like two weeks. It's, it's pretty awesome.
0: I'll tell you. So, you know, I had done my estimates and I said to you, OK, this thing's going to sell out in 30 days. It has now sold out in two weeks. That's yeah. incredible. And, you know, I like the fact that there is no roadmap behind this because the, the the team is going to make the money now on the secondary market. So I have to ask you, you, you have the page up. What is the floor currently? Because the floor was 0.002. Uh, it's less than it's less than zero
1: zero one. Okay, uh, the last the last sale was
0: like zero zero one, which is like three dollars. Right. So now that that now that the mint is done, that can escalate up in upwards of being a Ape Yacht Club, because you're right, you know, those, the MeBits, all those things were given away at such low prices, right? I think, I'm pretty sure the MeBits was given away for free. Um, Other projects that we know that have been successful have been giving away for free. I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you got the 20. That's awesome. I have 50, uh, because I just rounded out with the eight this morning. I'm so glad I grabbed those eight. And now- We'll see. I mean, you know, what's what's great is like, you know, if you're paying $100 or or when we like Boonji Project, what what do we pay? $300 and we wound up paying $100 in gas, right? So it was a $400 investment. This was, this morning I got my eight for $30, $30 for eight of them. That's incredible, right? So in all, I've probably spent about $200 on those 50, maybe even less it can only go up, it was free. So the pressure on the team to now do whatever they want to do with this project is 100% on them at their time. They can, you know, figure out what they wanna do. There should be no pressure because nobody should be saying to them, hey, this cost me $400, what are you guys doing? This costs nothing except for the gas. And I have to tell you, I think this is the way that NFT projects should go. In this in this market that we have, the bear market, uh, you know, I think that all these projects, we're looking at these acquisitions and we're thinking, you know, hey, why don't we just release those as free NFTs and then build the community slowly and steadily? Wow. Uh, I, I think it's a brilliant way to go. And of course, I mean, I understand that like, so many projects want to make that $2 million mark, right? You set something for 0.04 ETH, you have 10,000 of them, you wind up making $2 million. That's wonderful. But that also means added pressure. You launch something that is just free. You can take a year or two to even decide what your stages are and what your roadmap is going to be.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. I think it's, it's a, it's a good way to do it. No pressure. Uh they I'm, I'm sure, like they're hoping to to get those royalties from the secondary market because somehow you need kind of you need to found a project to to get going and keep it running. But I think it, it on both sides of 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 the spectrum, from the the holder side and the founder side, like there's no real pressure anymore, so you can kind of like work a little bit more freely. Um, and, and I think like you know, for example, as an athlete, if I want to create my own NFT and just it's just a fun piece of like oh, I want to put art out there. Let's just sell it for free. I'll get it is if it sells it again. But at least I can keep doing what I'm doing. Tr- maybe trying to bring more utility into it over the years, not like having to bring it to utility like in the next week, month, right. in, in a time frame, so that I get stressed about it. I think I
0: think it's a great way to do it. Yeah, I, I think and I'm I'm gonna assure you that in next week's program, we're going to see that floor having gone from point zero zero one probably to point zero one. I I think this is going to get this project is just going to get hotter and hotter as people find out about it. So yeah, I think, look, you know, we've talked about you doing an NFT project. I think it's brilliant. We have acquisitions that we're bringing on board. I think all of that is going to be released for free. I can't guarantee it because I have to look at my numbers, but it's a great way to build the community the right way. I wanted to tell in from the what's in your wallet segment, I wanted to tell a little bit of a sad story. Um, I wasn't sure how much information Information I was going to give, um, but I think that now that we know that Wabi Punks has been sold out, I'm going to give a little bit more information than what I was planning to do. So I wanted to buy a specific Wabi, Wabi Suki NFT. So Wabi Suki NFTs are the original genesis project that this artist did. He only put out 500 of them. They are also amazingly designed. I love them. They are cute and adorable. And so I evaluated the entire 500 project and I found one that I really wanted. And it was on sale for $125. And I went to bed and I said, okay, if this is still available tomorrow, I'm going to buy it. And something happened overnight I don't know if it was OpenSea made a mistake or something, or whether the original guy selling it, uh, which I think was actually a Wabasuki, that it was coming from the Wabasuki 500, um, the price dropped to $35. This was like at six o'clock in the morning and I see that the price drops. And so I go in to move money into my wallet, which is the first mistake? I should have moved money in the night before, and when as I was moving the money into my wallet, somebody bought the piece. So I was just so I was so upset. Like if I had just acted like ten minutes earlier, I would have gotten the exact Wabasuki that I wanted for thirty-five dollars. And then so I, what I did was I found out who the guy was. I went on to his Twitter and I said to him, I offered him four times the amount that he paid for it. Cause $35, I mean, I was back up and ready to pay, you know, $200 for it. Yeah. And he was like, no, I, I love this one. This is the one that i wanted. And I said, you beat me out by 10 minutes. I was like, I can't believe that I lost this in 10 minutes. So my advice to anybody If you see something for sale and you like it in NFT world, you've got to buy it because you have to assume someone else is out there. Someone else is looking at this and he got it for $35. So now I have a whole selection of Wabasukis that I want uh none of them are currently on sale i check it three times a day to see i have like i think 17 wabasukis that i'm looking to buy i will buy one of them at the right price um but none of them are currently for sale so this is going to be my ongoing challenge that we'll talk about hopefully someday i'll grab a wabasuki that i (laughs) want. someday someday You can't, I mean, you know, it's, the frustration is just unbelievable. So we wanted to wrap up this show with an interest, another interesting story. Um, So, uh, am I Ukrainian? This is an interesting question. Um, I, my family has been in America for over a hundred years. In fact, we celebrated our hundred years last year. Um, and so uh, we were Jews from that area. And I'll say that area because I'll explain, my great grandfather fought in World War I uh, against the Americans in the Galician part of the Ottoman empire. So a hundred years ago, Ukraine and Poland were part of the Ottoman Empire, uh, which then fell in World War One, and my family left immediately after World War One, and so we were gone by the time that Hitler came around and then wound up killing all of the Jews in the town that my family was from. You fast forward 100 years forward, and... It was just the craziest thing. So I had done this whole ancestry.com. I have all my ancestors, like going back to my great, great, great parents, grandparents, um, where they're from, the whole story, everything like that. And we always say that we are Galician because during the Ottoman Empire, we were Galician. And there, Galicia had a, it was its own country, part of the empire, um, and, uh, you know, just, just a, a fascinating story as to how that whole community was built and, and everything, but, you know, I was on the phone talking to parts of my family and, you know, I just said, you know, well, why don't I go into Google maps? Because if you go into ancestry.com, they'll show you the map of Galicia. They'll show you the story of, of Lviv, which is, you know, so I'm, we're from Lviv we're from a little town outside of Lviv called uh, Mikhilinets. Um, it was very heavily populated with Jews. Now, now it's not. Um, but uh, when you look up Lviv on Google Maps, which I hadn't done, it just wasn't part of the Ancestry.com thing that I was doing. Uh, you wind up in Ukraine. So, <laughs> so my my interesting side to this whole war is that. Technically, now, if you ask me what I am, it's a complicated story where I have to say to you that I am ethnically Galician, Galicia doesn't exist anymore, and we are now part of the Ukraine. Uh, So I am Ukrainian. So uh, this war has been uh, very challenging for me uh, and my family, as well as many others. But, uh, you know, we are in full support of Ukrainians. We are Ukrainians and we would love now that we understand where Lviv is and where McKillenitz is uh, to once this war is done to go back and really do like a full history and find my great, 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 great grandparents, you know, uh, you know, birthplace, deathplace schools all that stuff uh but i just wanted to kind of tell that story uh maybe we'll submit this over to ancestry.com we'll uh once the war's over we'll get a camera and go over there and make a little documentary yeah, fun cool. story right it is it is like you never know where you're, what's
1: your background until you actually start doing some digging and and research um have you ever done it have you ever done any of your research my my family uh, has like a ancestral tree. I don't know if you say that in English. Uh, yeah. like a, uh, so we know kind of where we, what a background is. Um,
0: how far back can you go?
1: I think there's like a, it's a great, great, great grandfather or great, 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 great grandparents, something like that. Um, this so is it, it like
0: 1900s or 1800s?
1: More like Late 18s, maybe, I think it's just, yeah, I think we have like some Italians in there, and I don't know, but there's I would have to look at again. Um, yeah. but it's fun, it's fun to look it at.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's wild, especially you know, during this war when everybody's focused on that particular area, um, to understand like you know what the history is there. Because if you look at it, you know, just from Russia invading Ukraine. You don't really get the the, 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 uh, the whole picture that this part of the world, that whole line, the Baltic states down to Ukraine, all of that was really the separation of the Russian Empire and the East. And, you know, it was constantly, you know, I have stories. I knew my great, great grandmother. I knew my great grandmother. Um, and she read seven, she's read and spoke seven different languages every day. She would read six different or five different newspapers in different languages. So she said that, uh, her area was constantly under different rule. She was, you know, uh, Poland was, was challenging that area. Uh, Russia was challenging that area. She she told a story about the Cossacks and and what they did to the town and what they did to some family members. Uh, Very interesting uh, history to understand that that area that we're looking at now, uh, Ukraine, has has always gone under war, has always been contested in different parts of the east and the west of Ukraine. It's it's a fascinating story, and it's always very interesting to be able to bring it back to a personal level, right? The war now means something because I know that we are from Lviv, uh, right outside, right on, right on the border of Poland, right. Uh, that that was a Lviv was just recently attacked, fifteen miles close to the to the Polish border. Uh, It's a serious situation. It's a very, you know, people are dying. It's a very sad situation, but it's very interesting to be able to connect it to your own personal life. No, I
1: agree. It's just, it just, uh, it's, it's a difficult time right now. Um, I hope it's going to get resolved uh, in a good way. Uh, But it's sad to see that in the 21st century, we can still like, they, they still like, Stuff like that happening. We thought it was behind us after World War One, World War II and and what's happening right now is just yeah, it's terrible. Too much.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, this has been a really great episode, Florian. Right? Yeah, it was a good a good
1: show. I really like enjoy like learning about glowy Knights and then hoping they do like a successful launch for them.
0: Yeah, a, uh, I, I do wish them well. I do hope that they're able to do it. Uh, I'm excited to uh, be able to give away these NFTs. Again, uh, let's just remind everybody one more time that uh, the mint, if you have the, or if you're on the whitelist, it's on the March 26th. The uh, public will be on the 27th. Our um, raffle, you'll be able to grab the POAP. We're gonna actually. So this time. We're making it much more available. Previous POAPs, uh, we've only given you the day. Uh, You now have uh, all the time up until the raffle is being chosen. So April 3rd is the end of this POAP. You can grab, there's only 100 and a lot have already been grabbed, but you should grab them now. And then to enter the POAP raffle, it's poap.fun forward slash raffle forward slash 1258. Uh, we look forward to having our show next week, and uh, thank you so much for being here. Uh, please uh, subscribe and like if you are if you enjoy this material, and uh, we will see you next week. See you next week, guys.